once upon a time, 27 years after the bombs fell, there were two people, a vault dweller and a California girl. They met and sparks flew. That's when things got interesting. This is their story. Once Upon a Wasteland, Episode 7, The Mystic Chords of Memory. Good morning, again. Good morning. It was, um, nice waking up next to you. It was, and what happened after that was nice as well. (laughs) I'm sorry I fell right back asleep after. It's all right. You're beautiful when you're sleeping. It was rather tempting to wake you up again, though. So I thought it would be best to come up here and make breakfast. Are you hungry? I am. Can I help? Of course you can. I was just getting the pans out. How about you have a look through the refrigerator and choose the menu? All right. Are you expecting anyone? I'm not. It could be my parents or Charles with an update. I better get dressed. I am not dressed for company. Amanda's t-shirt suits you, but yeah, probably a good idea. Cindy, what are you doing here? Oh, you know exactly why I'm here. What did you do? Cindy, I- Don't give me any of your spy bullshit. Gaslight me all you want. It's not gonna work. Why did you make her leave? Please, come inside so we can discuss this. Fine. Did she talk to you before she left? No. She just left me a note. A note! Not even a holotape so I could... So I could hear her voice. How about I get us something to drink? Nuka-Cola? Sure. Now, let's start from the beginning. Calmly. Did you know she was leaving? (sighs) No, I got a note too. Odessa and I were supposed to have dinner at her place last night, but when we arrived, she was already gone. Cindy, I... I miss her too. If I'd had any idea she was considering something like this, I would have said something. Done. Something. Oh, come on. You've been trying to break us up since you took me away from her the first time. Newsflash. It didn't work then, and it's not going to work now. I didn't even know you were back together until yesterday. She never told me. What? You're lying, as usual. I'm not. She said that she kept it from me because she thought I'd be upset. That doesn't even make sense. Why would you be upset? I said precisely that to her. Unless... Unless what? Unless you want her back! Neither of us want that. 
We even reiterated that when we spoke yesterday. You talked to her yesterday? You said that you were going to her place for dinner, but she wasn't there. Yes, and I stopped by earlier in the day to see if she needed any help. But when I arrived, she was a mess. Because of you. What do you mean, because of me? I make her happy, Beth. You're the one that made her miserable. How dare you? You know that both of those things How are... dare you come into my home and lecture me, you petulant child? I am not a child. Beth, are you all right? What's going on in here? Odessa Valdez, this is Cindy Connors. Lieutenant Cindy Connors, new enclave. And who's this? You're- Be very careful what you say right now. Wait. Odessa Valdez? Your brotherhood, right? Yes, I am. Now, did you come to Beth's home just to yell at her? Or was there something specific that you wanted? I... well, I... Because if it's the former, then I think it would be best if you leave. Now. Don't worry about your drink. I'll get you a fresh Nuka-Cola from the refrigerator. For the road. Amanda left. And I I don't understand why she'd leave like that. Why she'd leave me like that. She said she loved me. You think it's Beth's fault? Yeah, I do. She obviously wants Amanda back and I'm in the way. I do not want her back. My god, it's like talking to us an alligaster. You try to explain something and you just end up frustrated and covered in spittle. You're one to talk. You're like a deathclaw, but taller and with worse breath. My breath is immaculate. Stop it, both of you. Bickering is not going to bring her back, and she wouldn't want you two fighting over her like this. Your face is a snallygaster. I said stop it. The Enclave is a military organization, is it not? Yes, it is. Yes, it is what? Yes, it is, ma'am. And you're an officer, are you not? Yes, ma'am. Then start acting like it. What would your commanding officer, Colonel... Valeria Faustina. What would Colonel Faustina say about what's going on here right now? She wouldn't be very happy, ma'am. I'm sure she wouldn't. And another thing, you... Hey, I'll get to you in a moment. Now, are you ready to discuss this matter with us like an adult? Or should I get that Nuka-Cola for you? I'm ready to discuss this like an adult. Ma'am. Good. And as for you... She burst in here and immediately started attacking me. How many years of training did you have in the vault for exactly this kind of situation? This was different. It was about Amanda. How many years? Uh... Eleven? And yet you fell apart the moment something personal came into it. What if she drew her weapon in anger? What would you have done then? Regardless... The outcome would have been at least negative and potentially tragic. You accused her of acting like a child, and you're not wrong based on what I heard. But you were acting like a child too, Beth. I'm disappointed in you. You're right, Odessa. You're right. I'm sorry. Are you ready to discuss this like an adult? Yes. 
Yes, ma'am. Good. Now that we've all remembered that we're grown-ups, Cindy, you have to understand Beth and I had nothing to do with Amanda leaving. And she's telling you the truth about not knowing about you and Amanda getting back together until yesterday. I know that because Amanda confided in me about it while Beth was away. What? I strongly encouraged her to tell you, but she had to be the one to do it, in her own time. No, I understand. It wouldn't have been right for you to betray her confidence, and it did need to come from her. I was upset, but not because you were together, Cindy. I was upset because she didn't trust me enough to tell me. I just want her to be happy. Well, she's happy with me. Or at least she was. We just had a date at the White Spring. Ice cream, sodas, roller skating. It was wonderful. It sounds fantastic, Cindy. Was there any sort of tension between you at all recently? No. In fact, things seem to be, you know, progressing. Getting more serious. You said you wanted her to be happy. Well, she seemed happy. Very happy. Hmm. Until yesterday, I would have said the same. We spent a lot of time together while Beth was away with her dad. And we, um, well, we had a lot of fun. She definitely seemed happy. So, as far as you two could tell, there was nothing wrong? There must be. You said that she was upset when you talked to her yesterday. A mess. What was she upset about? Did someone threaten her? No, it's nothing like that. Cindy, she was terrified of hurting you. I don't know how much she told you about our relationship, but... Well... She hurt me. Often. And badly. She said that she wanted me to be broken like her. And she hated herself for it after we split up. Oh my god, Beth. It's alright, Odessa. She didn't break me. I wouldn't care to repeat that part of the experience, but she made me stronger. Strong enough to not only survive out here, but thrive. And I think I made her stronger too, in the end. That's why we were able to come back together as friends, after we had time to heal. She's afraid of hurting you like she hurt me, Cindy. That's what I was about to tell you when things... escalated. So... this is my fault. No. No, Cindy, this isn't anyone's fault. Amanda loves you, but she doesn't trust herself. Sometimes people just need to get away from a situation to get some perspective on it. She didn't even say goodbye. She probably would have stayed if she had, and that's precisely why she didn't. What do I do now? Is there anyone you can talk to back at the bunker? No. The Colonel doesn't even know about us. Well, you have me. And me. We'll give you the frequencies to use to get in contact with us if you need to. Thank you. And... I'm sorry. I'm sorry too, Cindy. Would you like to stay for breakfast? Beth's a good cook. Thanks, but I think I should be getting back to the bunker. I didn't exactly sneak out to come here, but if I'm gone too long, I'll think something's up. You're going to have to tell Valeria at some point. Yeah, I know. I just have to figure out how to do it. That's what Amanda said about telling Beth about you two. Can I have that Nuka-Cola that you offered? For the road? 
Of course. Thanks. And not just for the Nuka-Cola. I'm glad we were able to talk it through. We'll let you know right away if we hear from her. And I'll do the same. Goodbye for now. That was not how I wanted this morning to go. Oh, come here. When do you have to be back at Atlas? Not until the afternoon. Hmm. Still hungry? Very. As much as I love Ford Atlas, you made it very difficult to leave your place. I've never had anyone read poetry to me before. I'll admit, I was doing my best to keep you there, even though I knew that duty would eventually call. Promise me that you'll read me the rest of that book? Promise. Do you want to come in? Maybe say hi to Casey? Or talk to Paladin Romani to see if we found out anything about that attack on Foundation? I'll use any excuse to spend a little more time with you. But I do have to follow up with the McCallans in a bit. I need to talk to you about it first. I didn't want to... ruin the mood this morning by talking business. Why? What's up? It's about the holotapes Dad and I found. I think we need to find out what's on them. Do you mean... I can tell them that we need to test out this memory technology before we can agree to invest that kind of money in it. It's too dangerous, Beth. It is, but unfortunately I don't see any other option. We've hit a dead end. <sighs> but if we walk in there with a set of tapes, they'll know something's up. I've been thinking about that. We still have a man on the inside. Dad said that he's been helping with cataloging the tapes that they found with the equipment. If we get the tapes to him, he can just slip them in and produce them when we do our test. I still don't like it. But I suppose you're right. There isn't another way. And I'm willing to take that risk. Absolutely not. I'll do it. It'll be much safer if you're there to help if anything goes wrong. Beth, I don't know anything about this technology. I know a little about neurology, but not enough to do anything if something goes wrong. That's still rather more than I'd be able to contribute. Besides, I've already put you in enough danger. Risk is a part of my job. And part of mine. But I think that my training will help me deal with whatever that technology might throw at me. One of the things they taught us was how to not lose ourselves, even in the most extreme circumstances. Even torture. Uh, are you saying you were tortured? Beth, I had no idea. It's alright. There were... aspects of the training that were harsh. Painful. Often cruel. I try not to think about it, but it haunts me. But it did make me resilient. I still don't feel comfortable letting you take this risk. Neither do I, if I'm being honest. But you being at my side will make me feel a lot better about it. And that's exactly where I'll be. Scribe Valdez, it's nice to have you back. And Miss Kirby, it's always a pleasure to see you. Thank you. I never had a chance to congratulate you on your promotion. Well done. Knowing Odessa is safe when she's home at Atlas is very important to me, and it sounds like you were the person most responsible for that. Thank you for keeping her safe while we got that whole thing figured out. 
How's the interrogation going? Did Alan get anything out of them yet? No. In fact, he was hoping that he could tag Miss Kirby here in. You have training specifically in interrogation, right? I do. And beyond that, I have specific training in extracting information when interrogation doesn't yield results. Are you talking about torture? No, I was trained to resist torture. But I won't deliver it. That's a red line for me. Maybe some of the interrogation strategies that I learned in the vault will be enough to get what we need out of them. Or, at the very least, give us something to go on. Well, he'll be glad for the help. I'm a little worried about him. He's really frustrated that he hasn't been able to crack this. I think being able to take a break will help him reset a little bit. Yeah, he's been at this almost non-stop since Romani gave him the assignment. At least he took a few hours off for the party. I gotta say, that party was a hell of an idea. We needed that. All of us. I agree. How are things on your end? Any big breakthroughs? We have a few irons in the fire, but it's been a slow go. My father and his assistant have been working contacts, but nothing just yet. It may be that we won't know anything until he makes another big move. Well, hopefully it won't come to that. We can't have another incident like we had at Foundation. That put people on edge, and that's a recipe for disaster. Could that be part of his plan? So distrust? Hmm. Perhaps. But to what end? Well, you said that he wants to take over the region, right? Maybe if everybody's fighting each other, the factions will all be too weak to put up a fight when he makes a play. I guess it's possible, but... that doesn't feel right. It's just a gut feeling, though. I'll ask my father about it, get his take. His gut is far more experienced than mine. How's your mom doing? She's doing very well, thank you for asking. I think I was more upset than she was after the attack. She is an exceptionally strong woman. That's great to hear, and I'm glad she wasn't hurt. Any leads on the royal family thing? Unfortunately, no. It was clearly code, but we don't know for what. It's possible that it just means that she's considered... important somehow? Integral to his plans without actually being involved in them. Sorry, I'm just kind of thinking out loud. It has us baffled. Well, if we hear anything, you'll be the first to know. Thank you. I'm gonna head inside. I'll see you in a few. Are you sure we can't loop him in on this? The existence of those tapes is something we have to keep very tightly under wraps. I know. It's just, he was the one who sniffed out the moles. And beyond that, Romani trusted him enough to decide that he was the right person to do it. That's not lost on me. And he hasn't done anything to make me suspicious. Unlike some other people I can think of. Anything new there? No. He's still disappearing for hours at a time, but... Other than that, he's been the same old Alan. Things even seem to be getting serious between him and Erica. If he is working for the Morning Star, that could help explain why the interrogation isn't producing results. I was thinking about that too, but it's odd that he seems so insistent on bringing you in to help. He knows all about your intelligence training. It could just be part of the game. There are several aspects of this whole thing that don't make sense. Maybe we'll get some clarity from those tapes. I hope we do. I don't want to take that kind of risk and come up empty. Again.
Are you sure about this? No, but there's no other way. That's what your father told me, too. The numbers I've seen haven't been terrible, but I'm definitely concerned. So am I. Is everything in place? Yes. Davina asked her assistant to come up with three choices. I replaced the tapes for one of those choices with the ones you and your father found. Just choose skydiving, and you'll be all set. Skydiving. Got it. You're going to be meeting with three people. Craig, his assistant Audrey, and Dr. Holcomb, who handles the clinical stuff. Craig and Audrey will be the ones you'll be meeting inside. Understood. Beth, are you ready? As I'll ever be. Sir, they're here. Good evening. It's wonderful to see you again. I'd like you to meet Audrey, my right hand. Nice to meet you. Craig talks about you two all the time. Only good things, I hope. Always. My sister and I remain very excited about our potential partnership. I trust that if this demonstration goes well, you'll be prepared to commit? I believe we will. This technology is fascinating, and we feel it has a great deal of potential. You'll fit right in with Dr. Holcomb, then. If I have to hear one more monologue about using this stuff for more noble purposes... We were very lucky to find a neurologist at all. She practically fell into our laps. In the interest of full disclosure, Greg, I'm concerned. What assurances can you give us that this test will be safe? I'd be lying if I said there wasn't risk. There is. But we've made strides with the chem we use to prepare people for the experience. And Dr. Holcomb has provided significant guidance to help people manage things while they're inside. Inside? It's a totally immersive experience. There are screens in the pod placed in front of the subject, but those are mostly to provide sensory input to make it easier for that immersion to happen. I see. If you're curious about the mechanics of how it works, I'm sure Dr. Holcomb would be more than happy to talk to you about it. I'm still not entirely comfortable with Alice doing this, but... But I insisted. If we're going to invest this much money in something, I want to make sure that it is exactly what you say it is. We've built up a measure of trust, Craig, and I do appreciate that, but I need to ensure that there are no misunderstandings. Of course. Trust but verify. I operate under that model myself. Shall we go to the lab? Alice will need to take our Kim and prepare before we begin. After you. So, Audrey, where are you from? Virginia. Not too far from the capital. My sister Lois and I came up here when we heard that things kind of, you know, loosened up a little with those scorched things. How bad is it there? Ugh, it's not good. A lot worse than it is here. I mean, it's the capital. So it caught a lot of fire. People are still trying to make a go of it, though. Oh, humanity is nothing if not stubborn. It's ironic. That stubbornness probably caused the war. And it's also going to be what allows society to rebuild. Well, either way, Lois and I were doing our thing for a little while. I mean, we ran with the Raider group, and that was fun, but it got old. Thought about going over Foundation, but they seem like a bunch of squares. You're not wrong about that. We did a little bit of trading here and there. Made a lot of contacts and even a few friends, but we were barely making ends meet. Then these two showed up. 
They need a new gig, and they need people who knew their way around and knew how to get things done. And you both fit that brief perfectly. Audrey and Lois helped us fill our staff and make the right connections. You're here. You must be Courtney, and you must be... Alice. Is something wrong? No. You just reminded me of someone. Daughter of a friend of a friend. It's very nice to meet you, Doctor. Likewise. Shall we get started? We have three experiences available. Horseback riding, skydiving, and water skiing. Hmm. Skydiving sounds... interesting. Adventurous. I like it. Audrey, would you please get the skydiving tapes ready? The first thing we'll do is give you this chem. It has several functions. It's primarily to relax you so that full immersion is easier, and it also lowers your stress level. We hypothesize that part won't be necessary after someone has been inside a few times, but we're erring on the side of caution and not testing that hypothesis just yet. Of course. That makes sense. Safety first. It's my top priority, and we've made great strides. The number of incidents has decreased significantly since we started. I think we're close to going public. I'd say we're closer to going public. If you're ready, Alice, I'll hook you to an IV. That will be how we deliver the chem, and we'll also ensure that you get enough fluids. We'll monitor your heart rate, oxygen saturation, blood pressure, and brain electrical activity. We anticipate that we won't need to be quite so elaborate in terms of monitoring as we refine the process. But for right now, well, safety first, as you said. I'm ready. Wonderful. The pod is right over here. If you'll get in, Audrey will start connecting you to the monitors, and I'll administer the IV. Of course. Alright. Everything looks good. Your heart rate is steady, blood pressure is excellent, and sets are perfect. The chem takes effect very quickly. You're going to feel sleepy. Once you're in a REM state, the pod will begin your skydiving simulation immediately. Once it's complete, we'll gently wake you up. The experience itself lasts about eight minutes. I'm already feeling it. I'll see you soon, Courtney. You overslept again? Wake up. You're already running late. Ugh. Where am I? Wait. This... This looks like my... This can't be. Am I back in the vault? Back in the vault? <laughs> Elizabeth, I know you like to fancy yourself a proper little spy, but you've never set foot outside this vault. And you won't until Reclamation Day. Wait. Were you drinking last night? If you've broken any rules, I'll have to tell your father. And neither of us want that. <sighs> I wasn't drinking. I was just... I guess I was having a very... vivid... dream. I thought I was outside the vault. And I had been for a couple of years. That sounds like quite a dream. It was. 
Ugh. It's time to step back into reality. You have training, and you know better than to leave them waiting. Why do I have to do this? I hate it. How does it even make me a better intelligence operative? We've been over this, Elizabeth. Every operative has to leverage their particular skills or assets. In your case, that's youth and attractiveness. And frankly, you don't have much else going on for you. I don't even try to get any information out of any of them. I just go in, indulge them, pretend to enjoy myself, and leave. I think the best part of that dream was not having to do this anymore. I feel like a prostitute. If that's what it takes for you to get into character, so be it. If you don't feel that you're cut out for this program, Elizabeth, we can go to the overseer's office right now and tell her that you want to drop out. Unless you want to tell your father first, of course. I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't be disappointed in you at all for giving up. You know I can't do that. Then stop whining and focus. Look, you're not going to be able to pick and choose who has the information or the access that you'll need to do this job out there. The mission isn't going to care that you're a lesbian. You may not like it, but the people you need to get information from are usually going to be men. I hate it. We're all going to be walking out into a hellscape when that vault door opens, and we're all going to have to do things we hate. So you better get used to it. Just compartmentalize it. Like the rest of us. Fine. And when we feel that your performances have become convincing enough, this part of your training can stop. So do a good job. Your outfit is in your testing chamber. Go. Now. Oh, and remember, OPSEC is a big part of this training. No one can know. Not your parents. Not the overseer. No one. Alright. Excuse me? I'm sorry, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. After you're done, see me in my office. We'll continue our one-on-one training then. Yes, ma'am. This is a great little side hustle you got going on here. You think she's ever going to catch on? Ugh, she's so wrapped up in making daddy happy that she'd never do anything to screw that up. You realize that doddering old professor thing is a front, right? I've seen him sparring in the gym when he thinks nobody's watching. You'd better hope that those holotapes are enough to keep everybody's mouths shut. Your mouth is included in that too. You breathe a word of this to anyone, and Andrew Kirby will be the least of your concerns. Am I still on the schedule? Thursday afternoon, 3 o'clock. Good. Have her wear that schoolgirl getup. She hates it. I'm so sorry. I'm such a klutz. Are you alright? Yes, yes. I'm fine. Odessa? What? Odessa, what are you doing here? I'm sorry. Are you alright? Who's Odessa? I guess... I haven't fully recovered from that dream. I'm sorry. Dream? I had a very vivid dream last night. It felt absolutely real and I can't shake it. Odessa was someone from that dream and she looked exactly like you. I understand. Dreams can have that effect on people. I'm Emily. Emily Troiani. 
You're Andrew's daughter, right? Elizabeth? That's right, but most people call me Beth. If they're going to be nice to me, at least. Are people being unkind to you? Ugh, constantly. They make fun of me all the time. Because I'm tall, because I'm awkward, because of the way I talk, because I'm ugly. You are not ugly, Beth. And everyone's awkward at your age. Including the people who are being cruel to you. Wait, Odessa Valdez? Yes, that was her name. Is she... someone who lives in the vault and my brain just mixed her up with you? No, I don't know why I know that name. It doesn't... Come on, say something, Betty. I want to hear that stupid accent. Why does she even talk like that? Because she's daddy's little girl. That's why. It's pathetic. She's pathetic. I bet that ugly orange hair is probably fake, too. Talk. Yeah, talk. Sorry I'm late. What is going on in here? We're trying to be friendly. And daddy issues here won't even talk to us. <sighs> She's such a snob. Maybe that's why she has a fake accent. It's not fake. Knock it off. She clearly isn't feeling well and you're being idiots. We didn't mean anything by it. We were just having fun, you know? Bullying isn't fun. I think I heard the word pathetic being thrown around in here before I walked in. And it's a much better word for what you're doing. Sorry, Casey, it won't happen again. No, it won't. Beth, why don't we walk down to the infirmary so the nurse can take a look at you? Okay. Are you okay? You didn't have to do that. Yes, I did. You're about to cry. I didn't want them to have the satisfaction of seeing that. But it's just us here now. So if you still need to, let it out. It might make you feel better. <laughs> Why are you being so nice to me? You never really talked to me before. I assumed you didn't know I existed. Oh, well, I guess I was kind of intimidated by you. I didn't have the courage to say hi. Intimidated? By me? You're the prettiest girl in the vault. You're smart and elegant and graceful. Everyone loves you. I'm like the baby giraffe on ice skates. <laughs> Is that how you see yourself? Well, let me tell you what I see. A smart, kind, friendly girl who always shows grace, even when people aren't being gracious to her. You're tall, beautiful, your hair is amazing. They always make fun of my hair. They're intimidated by you too. So they're trying to tear you down. Look, I know you're not sick. I just had to figure out a way to get you out of there. You want to skip class and hang out? I have some snacks I can grab from my room, and I know a few places where nobody will find us. That... that sounds really nice, Casey. Do you really mean it? Of course I mean it, Beth. Come on, let's get moving, before anybody wanders down this hallway. Whoa, what was that? I thought I was with Casey just now. Am I hallucinating? Beth, I think I know what's happening. You weren't dreaming. You're dreaming now, kind of. What do you mean? I know this is difficult, because you feel like you're standing in Vault 76. 
And you're what, 16 right now? I think so. I met Casey when I was 16 and she was 14. We spent that whole day together, just chatting. It was a day that we became friends. Beth, listen to me. You need to be very careful. You seem to be in what we called a Hofstetter Mobius loop. Basically, the combination of your mind and the technology that's being used to present the data on the memory holotapes I created are operating in conflict. And as a result, you're stuck here, inside your mind. This is madness. It isn't real. I must be sick. I don't know who you are, but it's cruel to play with someone like this when they're unwell. That's the loop talking, Beth. It's not malevolent, but it will try to convince you to stay here, to not wake up. You'll die within 15 minutes based on what we've seen, but thanks to the way that time dilation works in dreams, it can seem like a lot longer than that. A full life playing out exactly how you would always hoped it would. That's a very enticing proposition, especially in the moment, but I need you to fight it. You mean I could be with Casey? She wouldn't say no when I asked her to stay with me? Beth, you cannot think that way. This isn't real. The only reality, if you do that, is that you'll be dead. I have an idea. I'm going to start feeding you project information in the background. Scientific data and research material. Facts. That may stem the tide when we figure out how to wake you up. Why can't the people on the outside do that? We learned the hard way that trying to do that would kill you immediately. It's too much of a neurological shock. Tell me about Odessa. It's fascinating that I am appearing to you as her and not myself. You must really trust her. Why do you say that? Because of the danger inherent in doing this, we set up things so that a construct based on me would serve as a kind of guide, doing exactly what I'm doing now. It seems that my physical form was replaced by Odessa's in your simulation. You must have a powerful connection to override the default like that. We do. It's still early days, but... Well... She's very special to me, and... I think I am to her, too. What's she like? I mean, other than... hot. <laughs> well, she's smart, funny, loyal, caring. A little stubborn at times, but in a good way. And brave. She's assertive. She stands up for herself. Maybe I'll get to meet her someday. What year is it? Out there? Try to concentrate. I know it's hard. You feel like you're 16 right now, which was in... 2097. I think it's 2104 out there. I know I am a construct, and not actually me, but do you know if I'm alive in 2104? I don't. I'm sorry. It's alright. Better than a flat, no, you're dead. The data transfer seems to be happening. I don't know if you'll retain any of it, but it's mostly just to keep you grounded. 
I did do this to learn more about the projects, so it would be nice to. It would be nice to what? Odessa? Um, yes? Are you okay? You went vacant there for a second. Do you want to take a break? I know wedding planning can be overwhelming. Yes, it is, but it's worth it, even in the wasteland. <laughs> I know Morgantown isn't exactly London or LA, but I wouldn't call it a wasteland. Besides, it's nice to be around family. Don't forget, Mom and Dad are going to fly in on Thursday. Mom's bringing her dress so we can take it to your mom's tailor. Right. Thursday. Do you want to take a break and watch a movie or something? The centerpieces aren't going anywhere, and we don't have to pick a photographer tonight. Can I just... live in this moment forever, Doctor? Who are you talking to? I mean, it's sexy when you call me Doctor, but it feels like you're talking to someone else. This isn't real. It's as real as you want it to be. Don't you want to be here with me? The real Odessa wouldn't do this. She would want me to fight. All we want is for you to be happy in your final moments. You're past the point of no return. No one has recovered when they've been in the loop this long. Doctor, you're back. Beth, don't listen to it. It's trying to get you to give up and you cannot do that. You still have a chance. You need to find your North Star. My North Star? Dr. Flagler talked about that, but he couldn't remember what it meant. It was shorthand that Tony and I came up with. As we spoke with people who'd been inside, it became clear that remaining centered was vitally important. Otherwise, it was too easy to get lost. We correlated EEG data with their descriptions of the experience. It seemed to be very similar to a dream, though, which made getting those descriptions difficult in some cases. It is very dreamlike. It feels so real when you're in the moment. People have always used the North Star for navigation, so it was the kind of symbol people could remember, even inside. We started telling people to figure out what theirs was and to use that to guide them home. The Carencia. Hey, Beth! Come on! You're going to be late for the exam! Uh, what exam? Symbolic logic! Symbolic logic? I never took symbolic logic. It may seem that way since you've never gone to class, but the exam is today and you need to stop fooling around. Why are you hiding behind that plant? Oh, God. I'm naked. Why am I naked? Okay, Beth, just focus and think. I need to figure out how to get back to my room and get my vault suit. But there are so many people around. But I need to get to class to take that exam. I didn't even know there was a symbolic logic class. Much less that I was enrolled in one. Beth, if you don't pass this exam, you're going to fail the whole year. You won't graduate! I don't know what to do. At least, I have this plan to hide behind until everyone goes away. Then I can come up with a plan. Why did it disappear? Oh no, maybe nobody can see me. Everybody, look! Beth's not wearing any clothes! <laughs> what?
It's like a white void. Well, at least I'm wearing clothes again. Beth, can you hear me? Odessa, is that really you or another construct? Beth, if you can hear me, you need to wake up. There's not much time. Please, just, just come back to me, okay? We have all the time in the world. We can grow old together. Have children. But this isn't real. Do you want Casey to be a part of our family? It can be any Casey you want. Sweet teenage vault Casey. Sexy brotherhood initiate Casey. I can be anything you want too. Stop. Please. What about me? Amanda? You made me run away out there. But here, we can fix all the mistakes we made. We can start over. Think about the last thing I said to you. I love you. You know that's true. And you know you still love me too. No one can hurt you here. All those vault people who did, they'll finally get to come up and say, never got out there. You can kill them in all the different ways you thought about over the years. Your mind is adapting, and the machine is helping you do it. We can live a full life together, Beth. Isn't that what you want? That, Odessa, is better off without you anyway. You keep putting her in danger just by being you. And you know you're going to break her heart. You'll drive her into someone else's arms, just like Amanda. Stay with us, princess. Be my good girl again. What is that noise? A quirk of the machine. Ignore it. And that light. Ignore it. Beth! Odessa, I don't think you can hear me, but there's a light here. Your voice seems to be emanating from it. Have you never heard of walking into the light? It's the oldest cliche in the book. If you do that, you're going to die. Immediately. I think I understand. The light is another construct and Odessa's voice. She's my North Star. The machine is helping me. That may be the way out. I have to take this chance. I can't live out a lion here. I'd rather that it just... end. She will never love you. You're too broken. It's only a matter of time before she leaves you. I have to take that chance too. What's that sound? It's new. You're dying. This is your last chance. Your pineal gland has begun biosynthesis of N-N-dimethyltryptamine. You're not going to wake up. But we can make your last few seconds feel like decades. Like centuries if you want. Your mind wants you to be happy. I want you to be happy. Just give in and let it happen. I'm dying? Yes. And you know I'm telling you the truth. I do. 
I can feel it. At the end, it's just a matter of inevitability. So the only true decision is how to behave. Come here. We have so many years to look forward to together. I love you, Beth. Beth, wake up, please, wake up. You can't leave me now. I'm sorry I was so hard on you. I'm just afraid of having my heart broken again. But the only thing I'm afraid of right now is losing you. Just wake up. No! no. Yes, I have to follow my North Star. It's the only way I can truly find my way home. Once Upon a Wasteland, Episode 7, The Mystic Chords of Memory, was produced and directed by Brad Williams and written by D.K. Trueno, starring Letitia Lemon as Elizabeth Kirby, and Vitriol Plays as Odessa Valdez and Dr. Emily Troiani. Also starring Lucy Middleton as Amanda Otis, and Crystal Sherry as Casey Barksdale. Featuring Elliot O'Brien as Craig McAllen, Maria Cheshire as Lieutenant Cindy Connors, Benjamin Campbell as Knight Gregory Carlson, Rach Featherston as Audrey, Aria Velvet as Dr. Rebecca Holcomb, Andrew Rivera as The Bouncer, La Di Da as the Vault Tech Director, David Perky as the Vault Tech Assistant, Clayton Mathis as Classmate 1, Casual in a Corset as Classmate 2, and Elisabeth Grivat as Classmate 3. And I'm your narrator, Ashley Secon. Please join us for our next episode, Episode 8 The Power Confided to Me. How well do you know your video game lovers? Do you want to know more about your favorite relationship options? Have you ever wondered how your video game base stack up against all the rest of the delectable digital dates? I'm Genesis, a Mass Effect nerd and commander of the SS Innuendo, and on Two Girls One Ship we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And I'm Vervada. The hopeless romantic cat lady, character design fangirl, and lifelong gamer. Come check out our podcast, Two Girls, One Ship, on all your favorite podcast places. And remember, beauty is in the eye of the controller. I'm Brad Williams, the creator of Once Upon a Wasteland, a Fallout story. I'd like to thank you for demonstrating your support for our show by listening. We hope that you'll continue to join us as we follow Beth and Odessa's journey toward Happily Ever After. If you'd like a peek behind the curtain, please check out our minisodes, where we'll do deep dives on a specific behind-the-scenes aspect of the show. Things like character studies, background information on the story or a specific episode, and even on the creative process in general. Don't be surprised if members of the cast visit from time to time as well. We'll also read any new five-star reviews. For more information on our show, you can visit our website, onceuponawasteland.com, where you can find show information, scripts for each episode, artwork, and more. You can also find us on Twitter at onceupon76pod. If you like this episode, please leave a rating and review. 
and I hope you'll subscribe as well. And please, tell your friends. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to me directly on Twitter at onceupon76pod or via email at info at onceuponawasteland.com. Thank you.